At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, and I'm back with the lovely co-host, Kit Bender. I'm so lovely tonight. Thank you. How are you? You are always so lovely. (laughs) Um, This episode was suggested to me to record solo, to really lean into the topic. Um, But I decided against that because... Not only do I want a male perspective, because I think there's differences in how men and women, heterosexual speaking, uh, can experience being alone, but also non-heterosexual too, actually. Um, but And you just have longer periods of experience in this than I do. I do, So yes. not only just because of age, you're older than me, but um, also just... A different perspective. So as much as I loved that idea of like doing a podcast alone. There's a certain poetry to it, right? Yeah. I was like, no, like I feel like it'd be much more beneficial for people to have an added perspective. So thanks for being able to join on this episode. I'm happy to be here. I do have uh, some experience being alone, partially because of life circumstances and also partially just because of personality. I've always been kind of a person that has uh, enjoyed alone Mm -hmm. time peacemaker is yes. that the peacemaker in a you? peacemaker and an introvert yeah <laughs> if, in a big big family a big loud family yes so um i, I learned to cherish my my alone mm-hmm. time early on but definitely then, i don't know kind of became a thing yeah and being <laughs> an only child and the only girl in the family i definitely was more the center of attention and mm-hmm. did not have a lot of time alone i did have some as an only child but you know i had the cats or i had just me and my mom and really didn't have to be alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And today we'll go into a little bit of like, we're going to share some personal stuff. And then we're also going to like answer some questions via the gram. You guys have sent in some questions about this. Um, so we want to answer some of your questions. And then also we're going to share a little bit of our personal experiences. And hopefully through talking about being alone, we all feel a little... Less, less alone. alone. And if we are feeling alone, that it is at least hopefully just that we are alone and not lonely. Yes. That you hopefully feel alone but connected. Even sometimes just knowing that other people are feeling the same thing, that you're not isolated in the fact that a lot of people go through seasons where, mm-hmm. where they feel alone. That is actually a fairly normal thing and actually can be like a really healthy thing. To go through, but there's always the parts in our brain that are like, "Oh no, you're gonna be alone forever," and some of that, some of that, honestly, never leaves. Yeah, but it just gets really, really loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. All I could think about when you said, um, you know, sometimes it just comes in seasons, is really that you know, Fergie said it best: <laughs> "Boys just come and go like seasons." She's a poet. That one, <laughs> that one, really succinct. It dials it down. That's just all that was in my head. I'm sorry. I had She's to get that out. She's delicious. So you can't... <laughs> her body's rock, rock. Yeah, 
sorry. I just, I, got, I had to get that one out. Um, so I want to get into a little bit of the differences in maybe the male-female experience of being alone. And I want to ask you a little bit if you have ever felt pressure from people when you have been alone, mainly romantically alone, Mm -hmm. if you have felt that pressure from the people in your life that you should be in a relationship or that like, you know, I I feel like women often get this pressure of like, you know, well, where's your worth if you're not with a man and what's wrong with you if you're not in a relationship? Like, did you, have you experienced anything similar to that as a man? Yes, I've experienced a lot of that. Um, so to give you a little like context of my timeline, I, um, I was married mm-hmm. um, and then I got divorced. And if you want the full story of that, we did that in a few episodes ago. Yep. But I also was, was raised in a, you know, like I said, a big family, but also really conservative. And so I didn't really date a mm-hmm. lot until I went to college. I was about 20 years old when I started dating. So there was a lot in like high school um, where when, when, uh, for a number of years I went to a different high school than everyone else in my family or a different mm-hmm. school than everyone else in my family. So I was kind of like had already separated in that way mm-hmm. um, and gotten used to just venturing off on my own, even in the big family, and then went yeah. really far away for college. And then once I got in the relationship... See, I also feel like just that point right there, though, is like way more common for guys yes. that like if they go off on their own, like no one's like, oh, but was that okay for you to go that far away, like by yourself? That's true. That was never an issue. And, and it was kind of a thing that I did on purpose. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I just need, I need to venture far away from home and kind mm-hmm. of create my own identity. So, um, but, but then there was the time where I had gotten married and then it kind of really started on that track. And, but then got a divorce. Mm-hmm. And then dated a little bit after that, but there was there was definitely, especially from family, who since I was one of the oldest of the whole, like you know, a lot of the kids in my family or my my parents' siblings all had lots of kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a it's just, the extended family is kind of huge, and I was one of the oldest, and so I was one of the first to get married, but then also one of the first to get divorced. And there was a lot every family gathering. It was very common to be like you know. For a, for a long time, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. Did you, did you feel like you ever got that from your friend group or coworkers um, or? Not as much from my friend group, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was because a lot of my friend group at the time uh, was honestly going through a lot of the same things because yeah. my, my friend group as I was coming out of college were, were had either uh, diverted off into like happily married with kids or their, you know, young, mm-hmm. uh, naive relationships were starting to to crumble, and so there was a lot of just uh, I, 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 my friend group had more of the people whose relationships were crumbling at that point, and so yeah. I kind of more got that perspective. Hmm. Um, so the friend group it was not where I got a, as much of the pressure, but that's I think unique to me because I I kind of stayed uh, changed friend groups a lot at that time, like hmm. early on. So would you say that there was a period of feeling alone from friends as well, not just like romantically or relationship-wise, but like being alone, feeling like you don't have friends? Um, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. For I was sure. going to say, you're lying if you don't, because I think every, every single one of us, and I think anyone... 
Right. Even if you have such close friends, I still feel like everyone goes through a period of time in their life where you just feel like you don't have any friends. Right. And you just feel so alone. And there was, I think that's exacerbated when uh, you're, in my, in my situation because of the divorce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were kind of involved in a church, but then like, you know, it, it, it got weird because she stayed at one location. And that, so that whole friend group that I had just got, it yeah. got in a really strange place. And so I did pull away from that. There, I had one friend that kind of stayed with me through the whole thing. It was kind of a friend, coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was working at her music school. And so her friendship and then also her providing me employment, uh, we worked together to build something really, really cool. But that was kind of the only through line of person. Yeah. Pretty much everyone else dropped off at least for a season. So that's a whole other part of like when you're in a romantic relationship and sometimes you lose touch with that friendship system in your yep. life. And then when you are no longer in that relationship, then you're like really alone. Yeah. And then you have to kind of rebuild all of that. And that, like, ugh. But it was like, I just kind of embraced this, just threw myself out. I was living in Mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just, like, rented this tiny little room in this house with this girl named Rainbow Girl. Stop. Yeah, her name was Rainbow (laughs) Girl. She was, was like, a recycling queen. Like, she would, like, walk around at the state fair and pick up recycling. And she had, like, doves in the house that would, like, shit all over the place and had this little (laughs) Italian greyhound named Little Deer that would, like, run around and then, like, eventually kill the birds. Quite the individual. And then there was... Then the other roommate was this guy named Tradon who was just always strung out on something. And but just absolutely hilarious. Just his personality was one of the he's one of the funniest humans. And I just got like just threw myself into this really strange group of people. See, I feel like sometimes when I feel alone mm-hmm. that I do find myself in like strange social settings. Yeah. Like that there's like something about being alone that like you, you kind of get drawn to this like I don't even know how to what, what word to describe it, but just this like, you just don't really care anymore. You're just like going to take people at face value, and you're just going to be like, yeah, that's that's them. You know, right. they they like to collect recycling and right. whatever else, and just you just end up surrounding yourself with like these really interesting people because I think when you're at that point where you're not just alone, but you're also feeling really lonely, that mm-hmm. like just connecting with any human, you, you kind of lose some of that judgment that you would typically have of like, well, who am I going to consider my friend? Right, right. And when you lose all that, even that, that, that place in the social structure of people telling you who you are or what place mm-hmm. you fit, and then you're just like, well, where do I fit? And yeah. then you kind of reflect that into the world and then a bunch of other people that only kind of fit mm-hmm. end up in your world. And it's a really interesting season. It can be fascinating. Just meet the... And they were like the coolest people and really like um, as strange as they were, it was just always fascinating to... to come home and see what they were up to um, yeah. and be entertained, but then like just to, uh, use it reflectively. I'd be curious if other people relate to this or if it's just us like weirdos that find ourselves with interesting people that like would be perhaps a little different than who we would typically become friends with Maybe. Uh, getting out of this season of, of being alone. Um, so I want to hear from you guys if that's something you can relate to or if we're just like total randoms out here we, feeling like that. We might that. just be complete weirdos. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
So um, I don't know. Did that did that answer your question? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I, I did. I did have the pressure, um, and the pressure from the friends, mostly because I just changed friend groups, um, was never as as much as the pressure from the family. That always. Yeah. That always was more. Hmm. I want to distinguish a little bit, like before we keep talking about being alone, I want to distinguish between being alone and being lonely. And you had Mm. a really great quote that you shared with me a while ago. And it just like really hit the nail on the head from what I remember. It, uh, it's from this guy named Paul Tillich, who's, um, a kind of a philosopher and a theologian actually. But, uh, he said that loneliness expresses the pain of being alone, but solitude expresses the glory of being alone. Mm-hmm. Where the, the, the common thread in both of those is that uh, there, there's aloneness. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing that changes subtly is the perspective. And, and, and when that, lone, that, that aloneness um, is, is taken advantage of, it can actually become a season of solitude, which, which has mm-hmm. a lot of advantages. Um, but when we're grasping for to be in a different place, then it always that grasping always reflects back to us in loneliness. Mm-hmm. When we're trying to get whatever that validation that scratch itched. Yeah, I feel like else. when people associate being alone with sadness yeah. or uh, some kind of like negativity almost, that's when I associate it with loneliness. Mm. Whereas you can be just alone in you know, solitude and be content and that there are a lot of positives and that you know, being alone can be a fulfilling act or state of being oh, yeah. as opposed to this loneliness of like yearning for something else. Um, so I wanted to make like just a distinction there between like loneliness and solitude and where... For me, alone, like that's not like a feeling. Like mm-hmm. alone is like a state of it's being. It's a state, yeah. Yeah. Um, where like loneliness, like you feel lonely. Right. And then I don't know what, you can't, do you feel solitude? No. Well, what would be the opposite I, feeling I, of that? I, the feeling that Fulfilled. solitude brings is, is it actually, it's a deep like inner peace. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a sense of self in a way of moving um from a, I, I, what I found is, is, is you end up moving from a deeper, a deeper place mm-hmm. in, f- inside of you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I want to get a little bit into like journal stuff. Okay. It makes me a little anxious, but I hope and I think that you guys will be able to relate and if not, learn some cool stuff about my past. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Kit, you're going to share... A little bit too. Okay. So I'm curious, I have to ask, you have this journal entry, but it's typed out. Is do you normally type your journals or is this was this like a school thing? So no, so this was um two thousand fourteen. So this okay. was the first semester of grad school. Um and I don't know why. I hadn't got back into like writing my journals. Um now the last you know, two, three years, everything's been handwritten. There's been, actually, I take that back, like women's hell all, I typed stuff up. Um, But yeah, I used to type it all because I just had so many things and I was just like, like click, 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 clicking away on my keyboard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I did it. And then 
had you had had you already printed it out or did you print it out for this? So I printed this out. Actually, I printed out like all of my uh, journal entries and some of my reflection papers from grad school okay, to do like a little collection of stuff to potentially like organize into some kind of a book one day, maybe. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Because <laughs> like you initially were like, I'm going to talk about my journal and you pull out like a nicely typed piece of paper. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now... I love it. I love it. No, it'd be a great book. Yeah, thanks. Um, maybe one day. Uh, so for some context here, when I think about being alone, I think back to this period of time in my life. Um, it was actually the most alone I've ever been in terms of like romantically, familially, uh, platonically, just everything. Mm-hmm. My cat Mocha, who I had had for 18 years, that's why I'm Tay Mocha. We were like attached to the hip. She was my baby girl. She had recently passed away um, in September. And then a few weeks later, my boyfriend at the time and I split up. And mm-hmm. then I was living in our single family home alone. Um, and then my parents had also moved across the country from Baltimore to Seattle. And my mom, Teresa, had also passed away. That's so it was a lot of things <laughs> all at once. It was a lot of things. And then I was starting the new program. Uh, this was in November, and the uh, program had started in August. So was really started off this program, just so many changes all at once. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that was just kind of when I started doing a lot of reflecting because I was the most physically alone I had ever been in my whole life. I had never lived that far away from my family. Um, You know, I had usually been in a relationship, the relationship I was in. We had been together for like three years. We lived together together for several years. Um, And being in the new program, I didn't make a whole lot of friends in college because I was with him most of the time. And so it just... I was very alone. And then here I am living in this single family home by myself in Baltimore, doing my grad program and doing rescue work with cats and taking care of my garden. That was, that was my life at this time. Wow. And then you had a laptop <laughs> and some thoughts spewed into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, here we go. Okay. This is very vulnerable. Um, so November 14th, 2014. Alone on a Friday night. Thinking of myself as a young, beautiful woman being alone on a Friday night seems very depressing. Why am I not out? I should be at the bars or on a date. Why isn't this night being filled with socializing or the attention of others? Does this make me pathetic? I think all young women feel this way when they think, it's a Friday night. Why am I not doing anything? I think it takes true strength and being comfortable with who you are to not feel pathetic being alone on a Friday or Saturday night. (laughs) Here comes Lily running. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear that. I hope the mics pick that up, yeah. (laughs) She she knows. She's like, oh. It was a gallop. Wow. It was. She just galloped over to me. She could feel my nervousness in sharing this. Mm -hmm. Um, No one else has to want to be with you, and you don't have to be out doing something. I think my dilemma is that I would like to be out doing something. It would be great to be out with a group of girlfriends. Tomorrow night I should be, but regardless. I think the feeling of wanting to be social and not having the option to do so is sad. That is okay to be sad about that. But I can't think, oh, I'm going to be alone forever. This is valuable time wasted. Because it isn't. 
this is valuable time for me to do whatever I want to do alone without anyone else's input. All I need is myself, my cats, some television, and things to organize. Now that is a pretty decent Friday night. Do I keep going? <laughs> is there anything you want to unpack there first? First, I think this was also a question that uh, someone had wrote in um, asking about at times you feel shamed when you're excluded from certain social gatherings and you feel like your life is less than. And I think there really is nothing worse than like wanting to go out and socialize and not having the option to do so. And I think especially being a young woman who's usually gotten attention Mm -hmm. and has been used to being surrounded by other people that it can feel really painful and it can feel like really shameful of like, God, it's like a Friday night. Everyone's out. Like, why am I not out? So I think you tapped into something really, it was a really key phrase you used in there where you set up the situation and then you said it, it's, it, it's upsetting because you're alone, but you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. You're not out, but you want to be out. And I think that's like the core gnawing. Mm-hmm. That that's, where the, that I think, or what, that's where the pain comes from is because we have an expectation of a thing that we think should be happening. I should be out. This should not be the way things are. And then it's that way. But see, I think it's also important to ask yourself, are you shitting yourself or is this really something that you want? Because mm-hmm. I think at this time in my life, reflecting back to that night, I think that more of my wanting to be out was to avoid the pain of being alone. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like talking myself through it and saying that like, I think to be alone, you have to be really, that like it takes a lot of strength to just be comfortable with who you are and to not feel pathetic being alone on a Friday night. Right. Because even if I wanted to go out and didn't have the option to, it still wouldn't be as painful if I wasn't doing it out of not wanting to be alone. Right. And, I mean, that's weird, actually, that we're covering this now because I'm going to grab my handy-dandy untethered soul. Uh-oh. Because literally just two days ago, yesterday, was reading this section. In your, your slow work through the book? In my slow work through this book. <laughs> um, but talking about how like when we have a pain in our psyche that everything we do in in order to avoid that pain only fulfills that pain because if we go into something because we don't want this to happen Mm -hmm. then anything that does happen our insecurity and our filter is going to still see that come through Mm -hmm. um they actually use the example um of uh, well, this one, they used an example of a dog. Sorry, I'm going to find this because it just really rung true to this. Well, that just made me feel that or, or, or think that I feel that most of us have deep down this like deep inner fear mm-hmm. of being alone. And that that's like... Yes. That, that, that is maybe for some of us like our, our most mm-hmm. pressing fear is, oh, no, I'm going to be alone. Yes. So this is the paragraph in Untethered Soul. Okay. Let's take a moment to see how these layers build up. In order to avoid the pain of rejection, you work hard to maintain friendships. 
since you've seen that it is possible to get rejected, even by friends, you're going to work harder and harder to avoid it. To succeed, you have to be sure everything you do is acceptable to others. This determines how you dress and how you act. Notice you're no longer focused directly on rejection. Now it's about your clothes, how you walk, or what you drive. You've gone another layer further from the core pain, being alone, hmm. rejection. If somebody comes up to you and says, wow, I thought, I thought you could afford a nicer car than that, you feel a certain disturbing reaction. How could that cause pain? What's the big deal if somebody says something about your car? You have to ask yourself, what is that reacted in your heart? What is that feeling? Why is that happening? People don't normally ask why. They just try to keep it from happening. Hmm. They don't try to ask why. They just try to keep it from mm-hmm. happening. Yep. So how I do actually, you keep yourself from feeling the pain of rejection or the pain of loneliness? I actually wrote right here as I was preparing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my notes on like how to... Th- things to do while you're in this, this time of loneliness, however long it is, I wrote, keep asking why. Mm. <laughs> so many things are connected. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it's, if, if we're not supposed to be alone for whatever season it is, whether it's a short season or a long season, we wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And if we are, then I think it's way more important to not just sit and say, oh, no, why, you know, point fingers as to why you could be alone, but genuinely sit with, well, why am I? Is it because mm-hmm. is there something that I have to learn? Is there something that I have to change? Is there some place that I have to heal? Mm-hmm. W- whatever it is, but we have to keep keep asking why and actually sit with that why for a little while before and let it get uncomfortable before it really does anything really good. Yeah, but keep asking why. Keep asking why. Yeah, I like it. Should I keep up with this journal? Should I keep? We're going on this. Let's keep going. Okay. This gets a bit vulnerable here, guys. And uh, forewarning, uh, your girl had some experience uh, as a promo girl at the Hustler Club. Okay, and, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And I'll tell you my reaction with <laughs> this okay. part. Okay. We'll uh, see yeah. with how Taylor dealt with being alone. Yeah, okay. 2014. So uh, how many, this is a few days later? This is the next day. The next day, okay. So that was Friday <laughs> evening okay. when I was questioning myself. <laughs> now this is Saturday evening. Saturday evening, haven't left the house, haven't changed out of PJs, canceling plans to go to D.C. because I have no money, can likely only afford gas. I have $36. Money is ruining my happiness. So many things are unsure in my, in my future, and I just want everything to be figured out. I sent in an application to be a shot girl, whatever the fuck that is. I just need some fucking money. I can barely afford food. What a crazy time in my life. Never imagined things being like this. I am literally wishing I had a fucking sugar daddy. It would, I need to go out to a nice club. <laughs> And me, an older man with no responsibilities, just give me an allowance. Is it too much to ask for? This is 21-year-old Taylor Brand? Yes. Yes. I'm so frustrated and stressed out. I would like to think that a young, beautiful 21-year-old shouldn't have to have all this on her. But that is life. I think I just need to put on a sexy dress, some heels, intense makeup, and call it a night. 
live a little. <laughs> I love, I it's really, like a pep talk. It's like you go it, to this extreme in your brain, <laughs> but like you know you're not going to do that. Yeah, I really hope that you all are laughing along with me and not judging me on this. Um, obviously, a very like low-ish point in my life. Um, grad school, no money, very yeah. alone. Um, okay, wait, but hold on. <laughs> it gets better. Keep reading. I, I'm, I'm just furthering <clears throat> the anticipation here. Okay, this is how Taylor got through grad school, guys. Um so later on, after I said, live a little, I said, well, I did it. I went, <laughs> I went to a strip club and applied for a job. Not <laughs> stripping. Okay. But when you first read this to me, <laughs> you put a long pause after strip club and asked for a job. You didn't, you didn't keep going. And I was like... Oh, <laughs> this took a left turn. This was this Kept was a, this was a grad school Taylor the, the story that I didn't hear the untold tales, but oh not as, not as bad as I initially had thought. Yeah, so not stripping. I will be a promo girl. Was asked to do a room for guys twice while there, and the bouncers said I would make the most tips, and that I was their favorite girl there. I would say this is a good start. <laughs> All right. Went to meet up with a girl from class in Fells Point. If those of you in Baltimore know Fells Point, there we go. Um, of course, same same situation. I'm stuck here with girlfriends who are just making out with dudes at the bar, leaving me stranded. I thought of going home, like I did last time. Started to think, what the fuck is happening? Stopped myself though. Walked over to Bond Street, Bond Street, by myself, and just took it from there. I wasn't going to let them ruin my night. I'm not going to be that girl that fills space. I make the space. <laughs> Went over to Bond Street and the bartender was pretty cute. So I put myself out there and told him I liked his beard and his sleeves. Ended up talking to this group of guys that were there for a surprise party. They were all pretty awesome. I ended up having a really good time with them. Exchanged numbers and we'll hopefully hang out with them soon. I was going to give the bartender my number. Maybe next time. A guy followed me over to Bond Street from the first bar, waited until they closed, and I came out, and then he proceeded to follow me to my car to try to get my number. I didn't cave, though. I straight up told him, that shit is not happening. Go me. I went out by myself twice tonight, had fun, looked good, held my own, stayed true to myself, and will probably definitely be offered a job where I can make mad tips looking bomb as hell. Here's to new beginnings and being comfortable out on my own. What do you think when you're like <laughs> reflecting back on that? Like that whole night, like the, which you did I remember so all, all of yeah. that night. Um, I mean, I think parts of me obviously were very lost, but I think I was also using what I had to do what I, to get to where I needed to be. I needed to get, money. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I could have obviously found other ways to do that, but the easiest way to make the most amount of money I could, I mean, working in community mental health, I would not have been making $20 an hour while in grad school. And I wouldn't have been able to, um, you know, uh, work those hours along with, uh, my classes. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it also, honestly, taking the job, being a promo girl actually allowed me to get out and socialize. Like, mm-hmm. all I did was go out to bars and, like, hand out uh, free admission passes. And so, I, you know, I don't drink and I didn't really have a lot of friends. And so, like, going out with a group of girls with coworkers, you know, to just, like, go out to the bars and meet people. Like, I was like, well, not only is this, like, $20 an hour, but then I get to, like, just have fun, get dressed up. Like, yeah. not in anything, you know over the top just like how I would normally going out and but without um, the pressure of like you got to go to a bar and hang out and yeah you know, and talk yeah and it was just like okay this is like getting me out like I'm not feeling as alone um because I had something to go do you know and like that felt really nice but I think when I go back and read it you know <laughs> I'm I'm proud of myself that I kept going that you know the whole like Make your own space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know you were a little Tony Robbins on yourself there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cave to the space. Yeah. Be the space. <laughs> I was like, you know, don't feel left out. Like, I think that was something, a few questions that we got from uh, you guys as well of like, you know, how do you not feel like left out? And here I was out with people, but was still feeling super left out. Like, you know, and to just say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to let that ruin my night. I'm still going to, you know, I'm going to go across the street to this other bar and like, who cares if I'm alone? Like I really, Mm. that whole year, I really challenged the notion of like, going out as a girl by myself. Mm. And you did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. it was actually not too long ago I did an Instagram story on this because even even if I'm out with friends but I'm like walking to my car by myself as a woman, it's always like, oh, like, girl, you good? Like, you lost? Like, where's your man at? Like, and it's like, I can't just be out by myself. Like, do I look like I'm lost? No, because I'm not. Like, you can leave yeah. me alone. Like, I'm just out by myself and that's okay. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> also, don't be an idiot. Yes, obviously. I mean, I and wasn't walk an idiot. In bad I knew places. my. I knew the streets of Baltimore. I okay. knew them. Yeah, you you knew Baltimore. Um, Just wear those hoops, and then you could take it. Oh yeah. Um, but then, so this is like two days later. Um, I said, "This is how things are meant to be." Sean Hayes, Pandora, crazy cat lady mug with ginger tea, my adorable sitting room. Fat-ass Theo on my lap, Lily sitting by my head, typing a reflection paper. I can feel Theo purring on my lap, but also can't feel my legs anymore. I'm nice and comfy in my crazy cat lady fuzzy sweater. I am physically alone. I am content. I have it good. I have it real good. Moments like this make me feel like I'm not as empty as I think I am. That's how many days after the initial... Three. Three days. Interesting. It's mm-hmm. quite a wild ride. But I love I love the I love the, the use of the word content because that to me feels like uh, a, a word that can describe being alone when it's not expressing as loneliness, when it's expressing as solitude. It's mm-hmm. a moment of moment of actual solitude is, is knowing that you're content exactly where you are. Yeah. Which is actually, it, it took me years to get there. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're smart. You do it in three days. It took me years. No, of being no, alone. no, 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 no. Let me, I just want to clarify oh, oh, this okay, too for no. anyone. But you're not? <laughs> um, that, not that, um, it definitely goes, goes in waves. And yeah, I, and for sure. throughout the rest of the journal, you know, I definitely 
act out in ways to fill the pain of, of loneliness. Um, and I think that's still something that I'll always be, you know, yeah. challenging myself in because there are times where alone feels content and it feels so nice and I love it. And there are other times where loneliness does come in and it's like, okay, how do I sit with this and how do I become content with being alone right now? Yeah. And, you know, the things I'm doing, is it trying to avoid the pain of that mm-hmm. loneliness or is it just to further, you know, add joy and, and connection into my life? I mean, with, like the whole reason being alone is so, can be so scary and can be so, you know, depressing and, and lonely is because we're such social beings. Yeah, like we, we thrive off of connection. Like, I mean, solitary confinement is our highest form of torture. It really is, yeah. So, well, but so what I think is, um, well, what I was, was saying is that it took me many, many years to, to do is mm-hmm. to get to a place where I, I found that I would on multiple nights in a row find that I was ending up alone, but not like in a not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't think, oh man, I wish whatever this girl would have come home with me, or I wish that mm-hmm. I would have gone out with these friends or whatever. Where I, I actually at the end of it felt like, man, I accomplished a lot, and I and I did, it and I would have never have had the time to sit and maybe write a thing that I got a chance to write. If like I had the one just, thing you wrote that you're going to share with us? Maybe. I've written a lot of things in that time. The one but, thing you know I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but I would find that I, I would, I, I, I got to experience that fairly regularly. Yeah. And that, that's, that, was, that was actually a really, really cool thing to just realize that I, I could on multiple occasions come home alone but mm-hmm. not have any kind of overwhelming sense of, of loneliness in it, actually be quite happy. Yeah. Of what was accomplished in this time mm-hmm. that I had, you know, set aside for myself or found myself in by myself, whether I <laughs> chose it or not. Yeah, so that was nice. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, you got some lyrics to share with us, Kit Bender, about I, about being alone, about what? Sorry, is it about what loneliness feels like, or um, is it about what being alone? Well, to me, the sound of the song, like when you listen to the song, it sounds like what it feels like to be alone. That's what I realized. I wrote this song a few years ago, but um, I don't know. Do you want me to just read lyrics or do you want me to like, like actually you want to hear the song? Like how, how much, is there like a certain part that like really sticks out to you or like you want to go the whole way? In, in reading it or in listening to it? In reading it. Actually, you know what? I have a great idea. Read a section of it and then do a post on your Insta at Kit Bender, two T's, of the song. Because this is a way of me encouraging you to post more of your, mu- of your music. Okay. And then people can go and listen to the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Remind me and when this post goes live. Yes. <laughs> I will do Insta stories of this song. Yes. Okay. Deal. Okay. It's called Never Say Never. There, hold me to it. Okay. Never say never. So if you want to read some of the lyrics to us, it's about what it feels like Mm, to be. Never say never, say never. Say it can only be this way. Since five in the morning, you haven't been out of my mind. Never say winter is where the true love goes to die. Uh, 
December it cracks in the bones, buried so deep in the lonely shadow from summer untold. Stories from back in the only time we remember as not, so far away from the home we made on the streets by the dock, not bothered by all that we won't be. Never say never say never. It can only be this way. Since five in the morning you haven't been out of my mind. Never say winter is where true love goes to die. You have such a beautiful poet voice. <laughs> what, what second verse? Second verse is my favorite. I'm just going to give you second verse. <laughs> Go for it. <clears throat> give it to us, Skip. I saw lovers in a park under an ocean of starlight, burning a hole in the spark, whispering under the stage fright. Happy for ending of days, the edge of the tunnel is so bright, illuminating the ways all of the pain becomes delight. Boom. Boom. Then there's a pretty bomb-ass piano solo right there. <laughs> We're going to hear it on the gram. Okay, you'll hear it. What is, how does it make you feel to like think back to yourself writing those lyrics in the time that you were in? Um, it, it was, it was written during a time when, uh, in those very, very deep places, like we have those initial place where we are alone. We, we, we begin this, a season of being alone, whether it's, uh, a, a season that's right, maybe right after a breakup or maybe a much longer season like I've been on hmm. where we confront different, different elements of being alone like the first part is just where we're, we're we're confronting that part of us that where something's abnormal we're used to someone being around and then not around mm -hmm. and we got to get used to that but then we start uh actually dealing with that question that deep inner question of like i'm, I'm afraid i'm afraid to be alone yeah i'm this i like it really scares me mm -hmm. to just sit with that and to just like desperately want to grasp for anything that can like satiate that, mm -hmm. but then just sit there, but then also be like, I mean, it doesn't always have to be this way, does it? Mm -hmm. But hold both of those things, be there, even though like, you know, it's, it's not going to be because it's the worst thing ever, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's learning to hold both of those things yeah, and think of those memories and have them have them be delightful memories instead of ones that go, oh, if only that person, you know, if only that person didn't get away or if only mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I can't wait for you to share it, the whole thing. I can't wait for you to hear it. <laughs> um, I think we've, we've touched quite a bit on the loneliness aspect of being alone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worthwhile to touch on where being alone, where having time in solitude can provide a lot of clarity, can provide reflection, can provide you with satisfaction and content. Um, and Kit, I feel like you're someone in my life that has reached a good place of being able to be alone and content and like you do things alone that like I have to <laughs> in a way push myself to like go do like mm -hmm. 
you'll go out and, you know, say run Green Lake or uh, go out to a coffee shop or go out to dinner by yourself. You know, you, you always, if any of you live in Seattle and know the local pub eatery in South Lake Union, Kit's always there. <laughs> That's always like there, yep. his Sunday routine. Like you go, you'll have, you know, a little drink, a meal, and you'll write out your whole little schedule. And just the fact that you like go out and do that alone, like it's something I admire so much about you because I think it shows that you've done a lot of reflecting and work in that area and that also you've reached a point where like you're totally cool just being you. Yeah. Can I tell you one big thing that I changed that that helped me a lot? Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote down like uh, a lot of things that like, oh, you can do when you're you're experiencing a time of solitude. Like, you know, a lot of times there's a big life change that that you can make when you don't have other people around. You Mm -hmm. can really focus on creating new habits, all this kind of stuff. But what I realized is one of the most important things to most important places to start is I started realizing that there are a lot of people that would probably look at me in some situations. Like I think of a time where I just like walking out alone by the lake. Yeah. Where people I'm like, how many people are surrounded by other humans all the time? Maybe they have mm-hmm. a family and or they just their lives just don't allow them a lot of space just to breathe. Mm -hmm. And I started just by just kind of really trying to own the gratefulness that I could have Mm. for being able to do something that maybe a lot of people couldn't do and maybe would want to. Just have a little time to just go walk by the lake because they just felt like it. Well, the freedom to do it. And the freedom to do it. And it's it's a thing that, that, that helped me a lot to hmm. not just be sad about it, but be like, oh, a lot of people really maybe want to do this. Well, not, See, but not I think also a lot of people really want someone to do that with. True. And I think especially for for women who are frequently told that their worth is in a relationship and, you know, all that bullshit, um, that, like, I know even for me sometimes, like, if I were to go out and, like, be at the lake, like, I would by myself... I'm not going to lie, there would probably be a part of me that would feel sadness and mm-hmm. also feel just this like external judgment from other people that like I'm by myself and that mm-hmm. I'm not with a man or even some girlfriends or something, that there would be this sadness, there would be the external judgment. Um, Do you think it's it's really different with guys and girls? Like if you saw a guy sitting at a sitting alone, would you think differently than if you saw a girl sitting alone? I don't know that... I would think that. Mm-hmm. Do you think a general perception is that? But I, th- yeah, because at least that's been my experience. Yeah. Like, I'm not a guy, so I don't know, but I know that in my experience of being a woman, that that you know, in some way or another, I've received those judgments from other people. Mm-hmm. I haven't witnessed men getting the same, so I I don't know. Um, I think that there's definitely like people being labeled as loners. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't always a good thing, but it's like not it always a negative connotation. Yeah, but even then, it's not always a bad thing. No. Sometimes it's like you're the cool loner. It's like, why does that get to be cool? <laughs> what? <laughs> but then for like a girl, it's like you're a you cool know. loner for a guy is definitely different than a cool than a loner for a girl. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a, a, a difference in judgment. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I think like one of the questions that we got um, on Insta from 
a very close, dear friend of mine um, who (laughs) I love dearly. And uh, she is someone that I know does really well being alone. And her question was, I love being alone. How do I make it more fun? (laughs) (laughs) And I can just so see her saying that. Um, Which is a great way to look at it too. Yeah. And her other question that she did ask was, how does one cope with emotions solo? What are your personal outlets? So I think, you know, some of us being social beings can cope with emotional uh, distress via our social support. And that's Mm -hmm. something we talk a lot about on the show. Um, But I think there are a lot of other ways we can cope with our emotional stressors solo. Mm -hmm. And I think you have one great one that we've already just seen in this episode is through writing. Yeah, for sure. Expressing yourself creatively through music. Absolutely. Um, A creative outlet, I think, is a really important Mm -hmm. one. Um, I think another thing to remember is that often that feeling from like is because we feel like we have a lot of love to give. Mm -hmm. And if we don't and and often if we're in a relationship, we're used to that being our primary place where we give uh, and receive love, then sometimes being out of a relationship forces us to look at just other ways that we can like just express that. Maybe either having an animal or just mm-hmm. or helping or yeah, I mean, in my journal that you want to that's you know, where I'm have. like, oh yeah, I'm being my authentic crazy cat lady yes. self, and this doesn't feel lonely, you know, like this feels I feel fulfilled just being me because I'm in my happy place, yes, um, but I think again, like you said, like creatively, like I know I used to do i mean the painting that's up in my kitchen right now, let food be thy medicine that's a Mm-hmm. canvas on a painting that I did by myself during this time. Yep. <laughs> um, just doing things that allow you to express yourself, whether it's like journaling for me, it's like rollerblading, mm-hmm. um, you know, but even I know sometimes I'm like, Oh, well, I don't want to go rollerblading by myself. Like I'll wait until, you know, Kit can go running or if Kaylin wants to come with. Um, but I think like pushing yourself sometimes to be like, no, I can do that by myself. And, mm-hmm it still will be fine. Just like in my journal where I'm like, I am going to go out to the bar by myself and that's okay. Right. But then that's even kind of a next step where you're just like, I'm going to be alone and be okay. But then also like, wait, I'm going to invest in myself. Yeah. And I'm going to say, well, mm-hmm. I don't have, but I, if someone else might be slowing me down, I can make big changes right now and I can create mm-hmm. habits that, um, that I can keep carry with me into a different season of life. Mm-hmm. Actually, which is fun. Yeah. But, but, and I think, uh, I mean, as I'm like scrolling through some of these other questions, um, it, so much of it comes back to the asking why, like mm-hmm. where does this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, because even when you really enjoy being alone, why? Mm-hmm. Is, is also being alone a way to avoid the pain of rejection, of yes. connecting with other people? Yes. That that that's one of the reasons that I said keep asking why because mm-hmm. there's there's two sides to it because sometimes we're alone because uh, mm-hmm. we haven't there, there's something that we haven't dealt with and being you know and I I even see that in me mm-hmm. sometimes it's like they to to be in a relationship for me would force me to kind of come head to head with some things that I haven't yeah and that that can be scary yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> But I think, and that's, you know, something that we've talked about with dating and being alone, that 
you know, for me, I'm definitely someone that's like, well, I'm going to learn through all these different relationships. Yes. Whereas you're the total opposite and you're like, I'm alone. <laughs> I'm going to be alone. Well, I mean, what, what did, hey, there's some quote somewhere I read where it's like, I'll only be with you if you're sweeter than my solitude. Ooh. And to learn to have a, an experience a sweet, very peaceful solitude, like keeping someone, and especially because my, my love language is time spent. Mm-hmm. So it's like quality time. Quality time. So it's like to be around someone, like it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I, I hear you on that. But I think it also, for me, it wouldn't necessarily have to be sweeter than my solitude. It could be just as sweet or it could still just be sweet. But then also, which could be a whole another episode, is being able to have that alone time and enjoy solitude while also mm. being in a romantic, committed relationship. Because um, that's a whole other, that's a whole other box. Um, someone, I want to go through some of the questions here um, in our last 10 minutes or so. Um, someone asked, do you feel like you're constantly distracting yourself from being sad while being alone? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, yeah. But it, it, sometimes we numb it, though, with mm-hmm. you know, alcohol or television. But then also or sometimes dating. we... Yeah, or dating. Or we exacerbate it. Sometimes we're sad, mm-hmm. and so we watch sad things, and we just we, we, we feed the sadness. And that, that can be good, too. Yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, okay. What do you do if you feel like distancing yourself from others because you feel like they don't care? <sighs> For me, that's not a... A lonely question. To me, that's a... a um, Do you have the right friend group question? <laughs> well, that's, that's feeling that that's you retreating. Mm-hmm. That's you uh, retreating and wanting to protect yourself uh, because you don't feel that connection from the people in your life. And I know, again, going back to that paragraph from Untethered Soul, mm-hmm. where like if you're already projecting out and you're already having this pain of rejection, then anything that happens, they use other examples, one I didn't read of a dog where like, if you're, all, if you're already dealing with this pain of rejection and then not wanting to be alone and you call for the dog and the dog's out in the yard and they don't come when you call, mm-hmm. that then all of a sudden your inner monologue is like, God, even the dog doesn't want to be around me. Like yeah. that kind of thing where like, if you're trying to distance yourself from others because you feel like they don't care, did you already feel that pain of feeling like they're not going to care and then something small happens and they say, oh, they can't hang out, they already have plans tonight, yeah. that then that is telling you that they don't care about you. So point number that I had written down, point number two was examine self-talk. Yeah. Because it'll just, every little thing can just bounce back. Yeah. Of like anyone that doesn't give you the validation that you think they could give you could be like, oh no, therefore I'm not worthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it can be subtle, but it can yeah. be really strong. Yeah. But I would also say to this person to, you know, check in and, and see if you really let those people know how you feel mm-hmm. and to try to not necessarily isolate, rather reach out because you're not alone and there will be someone who will care mm-hmm. and who does care. Um, Another question, which I get frequently, actually, I think also just because I share so much about Seattle, um, but someone said, I'm alone in a new town. How the heck do I make new friends? I'm an introvert, and I find meeting new people so hard. 
kit? I don't know. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's hard. It depends on the city. But it, I think I, I think a lot of people are dealing with this because so many people travel to new places mm-hmm. for work and they find cool places. Um, and so I think it's just a thing that we're all just trying to figure out. Like, how do we, how do we? Uh, huh. we, we start a hobby or join mm-hmm. an organization or... Um, but I, I think invest in the thing that you really care a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because when you actually put yourself in activities and hobbies yeah. and, and things that you're really Even passionate just about, hobby, yeah. then then that is going to show through authentically for you and you're mm-hmm. going to be connected with people who hopefully are also very passionate about that and mm-hmm. are going to be presenting their authentic selves to you as well. And then that's much easier to connect on that kind of a level. And then you realize you won't be so alone and you'll make some friends. Um, another question. All of my friends are in relationships except for me. How do I deal with this? This is like the perpetual Facebook issue. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that's just a phase of life you're in when you're like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's good. It's going to happen in various levels because then maybe you're going to be in a relationship and you're going to be like, all my friends are having kids and we don't have kids or yep. all my friends are getting a dog and we don't get it just because, you know, friend groups change a little bit. But I don't know. That's, that's going to be a thing I think mm-hmm. all people deal with always. Yeah. And I would also say, again, point number two, uh-huh. check yourself talk and look at what this is making you tell yourself about mm. yourself. Um, I would say if all your friends are in relationships except for you, know that that doesn't mean that you are less than. Right know that that does not mean that you're going to be forever alone um and know that you still have relationships you may not be in a romantic relationship but our romantic relationship is not always the most important or fulfilling relationship in our life so i would say to you know encourage yourself to invest in the other relationships in your life as well um let's see another question do maybe these are good questions oh i love this question someone said how do you handle being alone for the first time in your own apartment that was basically some of my (laughs) yeah um it wasn't my first apartment because it was we lived there together and then he moved out but i mean the apartment that we're in right now is my first apartment 100% on my own was it really every other place i've lived has been with a boyfriend or um at some point With in the fit, living situation. Yeah, at some either. point. Yeah. Like, this is the first place I've ever picked out that's, like, just me. I am only keeping myself in mind. Like, this right. apartment is 100% me. It is. Yeah. I like, though, that in, in, in your journal, you, you said, uh, like, all I need is, you know, my cats and little TV and then some chores or whatever. You, some like things a, to organize. Some things to organize, yes. <laughs> I like which, to organize. Which can be important. <laughs> like, you when you get a new new apartment, just like just try to make it as as much of an expression of you as you can. Yes, I love um, that. And that will give you both a, both a creative outlet, mm-hmm. but then also a practical one, where it's just like, yeah. is is am, am I expressing something that's disorderly and chaotic? Well, then mm-hmm. take some that maybe a great time to take some time to just redo that. Yeah, and no, and I love that. Like having your first apartment alone being a full expression of you because it's going to let you get in touch with yourself more. And then when you are connecting with other people, you're going to be able to show up more authentically in those relationships. And the same uh, girl asked a follow-up question said how to handle wanting to be alone. But once you're alone, you want to be with others. 
Grass That's is always because greener. you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Because being in a relationship reveals some really uh, interesting things about you, and then being mm-hmm. out of it also reveals things yeah. about you. And, and, so, and not wanting to sit with those things that are being revealed to you. Absolutely. And there's no, I don't think there's any right or wrong choice there. Like we either choose to get in the relationship and stay in the relationship and just deal with what that brings up sometimes, mm-hmm. or we choose to say, oh, be out of it and then deal with the fact that it gets lonely mm-hmm. and you got to deal with that. So yeah, one or the other. I love our advice. You know, you got to yeah, deal with it. You got to deal with it. <laughs> you got to sit Whichever with it. Whichever one you choose, sometimes it's going to suck. Yep. But um, but also knowing that it's not going to last forever. Nope. Another person said, I have anxiety about being alone forever. Any tips for how to overcome the anxiety? I would say reality check yourself. Yeah. Are you really going to be alone forever? Is there not one person in your life that you have a good relationship with or that you care for or that cares for you, are you really going to be alone forever? Mm-hmm. And also, like, that's that's seasons. Seasons. Boys just come and go like seasons. Boys just come and go like seasons. <laughs> He's my witness. No, that's the wrong part. <laughs> Relationships just come in seasons. <laughs> I don't <It> know. <laughs> well, for um, some of us. This will be the last question. There's so many more, and I love that you guys wrote in all these questions and definitely want to answer more questions in future episodes, and hopefully you guys have found this helpful. The question I'm going to end us on, um, because I think my answer is very obvious. Do you think animals can help us in coping with being alone or make it harder for us? Well... I don't know what your answer is going to be. What? Yeah. Go for it. In my bias perspective, <laughs> I think animals can help us cope with being alone. And I certainly can see where, you know, when you don't have an animal, that perhaps being alone can be even harder. But For me, I think there's such a reflection of ourselves in our animals Mm -hmm. that I still feel like I'm having quality time alone, even with that animal. Do you think it's a crutch, though? Do you think we keep animals around so we don't have to deal with, like, actual humans? Because... Mm, In some ways, but I think, like, the times when I've really sat with, like, being alone and, like, have had you know, take for example, a few weeks ago, like I could have stayed in the apartment and just like cuddled with Lily and just used her as a crutch. But instead, when I was having, you know, a flood of emotions, I walked up to Cary Park. So I got some physical exercise and I sat and watched the mountain set or watched the sunset on the mountain and over the city and was alone completely alone and allowed myself to like feel all those feelings. Like I didn't use her as a crutch, mm-hmm. okay. but I think they can definitely be of assistance, obviously. But in my bias perspective, <laughs> I don't see that as negative. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> a little bit play devil's advocate, but like as I, I got a cat a year ago mm-hmm. 
and I think it's just it's changed my life. It's it's yeah. made it's it's just changed the way that I exist in my home. Having another being there mm-hmm. um, ha- has been really really helpful. It was yeah. nice to just to, to be completely like have no no ties at all for a little while. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I've I found having a pet um, to be an, an an incredibly healthy thing. Yeah, for my own solitude. Yeah. And hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll see. Um, But there might be an episode coming up about how animals can impact our mental health um, and how we also kind of impact them. So stay tuned. Maybe that episode will come up. That could be a really special guest. We'll see, though. We'll see. So... Thank you guys for sending in the questions. Really appreciate them. And I wish we had more time to answer some of them. But hopefully through everything else that we have shared, we've indirectly answered some of your questions. Um, Anything you want to leave us on, Kit? Uh, Go to my Instagram and I'll post that song. (laughs) I'm I'm talking myself into this. No, it's a good song. I'll play play it for you right now. You'll like it. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. Yeah. But... Appreciate your vulnerability to share your music with us. Isn't this part of why you love being my friend? <laughs> I, I, this is one of my favorite songs I've written, so I'm happy to share. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad. Um, well, thank you guys for writing us and for listening to this. And hopefully, even if you are alone right now, hopefully you are starting to feel, you know, more in solitude and contentment and, you know, connected whilst being alone being alone whilst but knowing that it can be hard too and that's fine but yeah and it all it's seasons seasons boxes today you might feel alone (laughs) never say never (laughs) really all right thank you guys we will be back next week to talk more fun things please keep leaving us reviews on itunes we love seeing what things you guys are taking away from the show and always feel free to email us questions or topic suggestions at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com and you can also find us on instagram at letstalkaboutit underscore podcast talk to you next time When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 